0: some trouble anybody else's spider sense tingling welcome to walloping web snappers a spider-man podcast where we dive into every spider-man cartoon ever made I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? It is, but I couldn't tell you. It just didn't seem like it would be fair. To listen to this show, find us on foureyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And we'd just like to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, Katie, and Simon. Here we are, folks, just two episodes left of the mm. Spider Island arc. And this one, it's lots of spider monsters, lots of monsters. I like Lots monsters. of spider, lots of island. Yeah, I like this episode because it's got a lot of <laughs> monsters and it's got a lot of spiders and a lot of spider monsters all on an island. That's why it's called Spider Island.
1: Yes. Did you know? And
0: I, I will
1: say, still pleased with the pacing here. Now that <laughs> I've seen the whole thing, I know yeah. we're just talking about part four, but now that I've seen the whole thing, I think the pacing was right. And I'm excited to talk about these, too, because there were so many questions that I had along the way that now kind of have some answers. Some have explicit answers. Some
0: have kind of answers yeah yeah i I'm liking this arc I like this arc a lot I think it's generally very good. We'll have plenty to say when we when it like wraps up yeah, yeah. Uh, next week I have a lot of feelings about the, the next episode but this one I just I, I just straight up like this one I think this episode is like a really fun just like action movie episode essentially mm-hmm. and does a lot of really cool stuff I, I I'm excited to talk about to talk through this honestly just cool period <laughs> well let's i
1: mean let's let's just go for it because it's action
0: packed we might as well just dive right in. Yeah, yeah. So this episode is currently available on Disney+, Plus, just like the rest of them. The one we're talking about of Spider-Man 2017 is Season 1, Episode 22, entitled Spider-Island, Part 4. The synopsis per IMDb is, Peter and Harry must battle through an island of spider monsters to get to Norman Osborn, who appears to be controlling them all the boys discover who the real mastermind is. We're the boys. Yeah. We're the boys. We're the boys. We're <laughs> discovering everything. That's true. The original air date was February 11th, 2018, which is the same episode or the, the uh, same air date as the prior episode. And the next episode, this was uh, episode was written by Zach Crayley. This is actually his only credited episode of the show until he returns for one additional episode in the third season. Oddly enough. I fell into a, a little bit of a rabbit hole with this guy because his credits are really interesting. So he started out, I think his first major credit was as a production assistant. And then he rose from a production assistant to assistant to executive producer. Not, not to executive producer, but assistant to the executive producer was the, <laughs> highest, uh, was the highest credit he received on the entire original run of Heroes. So he was there from season one through season five or four. Wow. No, yes, yeah, season four. While he was there, he was tasked with writing these like supplemental web shorts that they were running along the show. Heroes, Slow Burn. Like he wrote the entire series of of, of mini episodes for that. And then he returned when Heroes was, like, revived years and years later as Heroes Reborn. He wrote one episode of that show, but also, again, wrote all of the accompanying web shorts, specifically the the little web series Dark Matters. Um, so that's, like, an interesting little, like, mini car- Heroes career that he had that I don't know if we've ever really seen before. Just the fact that he was, like, mostly just like, a webisode guy. I think that's really fascinating.
1: And were these... Were these like motion comics? Were they animated things? Were they live action? No, they're action? live
0: action. They're totally live. live action. They were they were basically like like side character stories. Like I know oh, I don't cool. I, I didn't. I didn't watch enough of Heroes Reborn. I don't know what the hell Dark Matters is, but I know Slow Burn, it was like, I think it was like Claire's mom who was like a pyrokinetic in the show. She <laughs> was only in the show for a couple episodes, but she was like the spotlighted like, main character in this like, Slow Burn like, web series that was basically her backstory or just like the side story that, that she was dealing with to give more context to that. Because there was a ton of supplemental material that Heroes had at the time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't even know those existed. Yeah. I mean, you know, Heroes was 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 big enough to have a lot of supplemental stuff when it was out and then, you know, burned bright and then went away forever and everyone forgot about <laughs> everything that they had. But he had some other, he has some other really interesting credits too. Like I said, it was a little bit of a rabbit hole with this guy. Uh, his other major writing credits, Post Heroes, the first one's pretty normal. He wrote on Avengers Assemble. So, you know, we see that plenty of times. The other two are like, Shows that are interesting because they're on platforms that, like, I didn't even know were platforms that had original series. Uh, <laughs> he was the story editor for the Epics original series, like EPIX, like a channel that I've literally never watched. Some channel that apparently has original content. The original series Berlin Station. And then, this blew my mind, he was the writer of all episodes of the Snap original series entitled Breakwater. If you don't know what Snap Original Series is, uh, Snap Original Series are interactive shows on Snapchat. So Snapchat has its own original programming, it turns when? out. When? I would I like know. to know when. I, like this year, I think. I think it's like what? literally 2022. Yeah, it's what? like a thing that currently are exists. Are people still using Snapchat enough to watch a series on it? Oh, people are still using Snapchat, I think. Yeah, I think Snapchat's still... A thing. I mean, like, you know, people send I mean, I know it make, exists. Yeah, people use... I mean, like, Snapchat is still... I feel like it's kind of its own thing, right? Like, I know TikTok has kind of overtaken it as, like, the main, like, teen platform, I guess. But, like, I feel like Snapchat is, like, a communication thing in the way that TikTok isn't really. Hmm. So I feel like there's a space for that, right? I, I don't know who's watching shows on snapchat but (laughs) you know (laughs) i don't know i don't know i can't imagine it's a thing that's going to like uh last i feel like this show breakwater is just gonna disappear into the ether and be lost media at a certain point but who knows maybe we're missing out (laughs) you know Maybe it could be great. I don't know. I don't really know what it means by interactive show. I know that I just, I did like very cursory research because I was just so curious, like what the hell that meant. Then anything I could tell is that like, there are just filters with each episode that you could get. Like, so I I don't know. I figured it would
1: be like a choose your own adventure style thing, but
0: it could be more like that. I don't know. I I at a certain Mm. point then I was like, maybe I'm bored and then moved on. So (laughs) I don't know if you're, if you're a fan of, 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 of snap original series especially breakwater Hit me up. I'm very curious to learn more. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure everyone listening is being, is like, what the hell are they talking about? This episode was directed by Dan Duncan. He's directed plenty of episodes. One of the main, I think he's like the main director of the show. So, you know, we, we know him very well.
1: Cool. Well, we are at part four of a five part series, uh, and we don't have any new characters. We, we gotta, we gotta close up some of our, our storylines here. So we're dealing with the pieces on the board. Yes, we are. So this episode opens with Peter and Harry attempting to control the spider monster outbreak but realizing that the transformations are happening too quickly for just the two of them to make a difference which makes sense cuz that's two versus millions.
0: <laughs> okay, what did they what were they going to do? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. I
1: mean, I guess it's just like a react type thing where it's like I, yeah. g- I guess if we can help we could do
0: something but they realize pretty quickly like they're just not helping. Like they're not actually yeah. helping. There's not anybody they can even, like, save because any, like, victims of spider monster attacks are going to turn into spider monsters themselves anyway. So, like, I, there's, like, virtually no civilians in this episode after, like, mm-hmm. the first, like, five minutes of it. So Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, two versus millions
1: doesn't even really apply in Harry's mind because Harry's like, well... I'm never going to turn into a spider monster because I haven't been infected. But like, Peter, you're going to soon, presumably, right? So then like, what Mm -hmm. do we do then? What do I do then? Because of course he doesn't know that Peter is not infected with this virus. Right, right, right. (laughs) He does remark though. He's like, you know, kind of chuckling to himself. Good thing you're not Spider-Man though, am I right? (laughs) Because you'd probably been a spider monster like days ago. He's probably the first spider monster. Of course, Peter's like, "Uh of course, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: But they don't really dwell on this for too long because Peter becomes concerned with what you and I have been concerned with for two episodes now, which is where is Miles? I haven't seen him in days. I cheered when he asked this question.
0: Right? It's like, yeah, where is Miles? Good question, (laughs) Peter. Thanks for finally asking it in part four. It
1: was very funny editing last week's episode when i was like are we ever gonna see miles and you were like trying to figure out what to say and luckily i was like thinking out loud and was like oh we already saw him and you were like yeah um (laughs) we already saw him
0: (laughs) yeah i find it honestly very funny because like spoiler for the end of the episode you know like we do figure out where miles is is right how miles is almost ends up feeling like a meta commentary I don't know if I want to give him that much credit honestly but like in a way it almost feels like a humorous meta commentary on like yeah Miles does just kind of disappear sometimes and we literally just had to make up like a, a bullshit excuse for him to not be there this time like it, it, it almost feels like that but also it could just be because they wanted him out of the way too I don't It's know.
1: on the table for me like I'm not willing to say with my whole chest that it's like meta commentary but I do think it's the kind of thing you and I have been saying like this show could do it. It has the yeah. space to do that type of thing, I think there are other things this episode and the next episode do that make me think it might
0: not be a meta commentary. But I don't know; yeah. it's it's not
1: off the table for me.
0: They they ask characters, multiple characters, repeatedly ask where Miles is enough to make me feel like they knew what they were doing. Uh, you know, like yeah. I, it, at least they, for these five, yeah, yeah, at least for these five that they recognize how little they'd use Miles. And how they needed to sort of, you know, uh, grapple with that a little mm-hmm. bit in this ep- in this year se- in this arc where it would make a lot of sense for him to be present. You know, yeah. Um. I still don't know if it's a- enough of an excuse for him to have been absent because I feel like he could still be present and giving some fun comic relief throughout all of this arc. I don't feel like he needed to be gone for it, but. I guess they felt like he I did, think
1: I'll so have I more know. to say about that next week, <laughs> uh, me too, yep, yep yep, 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 but I'm glad <laughs> that this question was posed because it told me at the very least we would see miles at some point from here, you know, forward into the fifth episode,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I think is really cute is Peter wearing his hoodie over his armor, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I Not think really. it's
0: a good good idea. Yeah, I don't understand the design choice necessarily, other than to maybe just differentiate him from Harry just slightly. But I'm not mad about it. I think it's very cute and a funny little look for him. <laughs> I think, yeah, I like it. I like
1: it a lot. So now that he's thinking about Miles and wondering what happened to him, he starts thinking of his other friends and his other family and decides, you know what, I haven't talked to Aunt May in a while. I should check on her and see how she's dealing with this, which I can kind of understand considering like, The outbreak started in Manhattan, and they Mm -hmm. live in Queens, right? So not exactly close to where the outbreak started, I'm sure. Um, Yeah. But uh, good to at least check in, because they did, I think, say at some point in these five episodes, probably this one or next week, that it did begin to spread uh, outside of the island, I think.
0: I have a bit of an issue with this, though, because... There's a couple of things that because I would have just assumed that Peter has checked in with Aunt May off screen when the spider virus stuff first broke out. I would like to like, believe that he's in regular contact with her. I would like to believe that. But there's a couple of in, like things in this scene when he does go visit her that implies that this is the first time he's talked to her since the outbreak, it seems like. Because yeah. for one, it's they, he says like verbatim, like maybe the outbreak hasn't reached Queens yet, which I don't. You could say that maybe he's specifically referring to people turning into the monster part, but it could also be, I, I feel like the, because he's calling it an outbreak and not mutation, I feel like that's almost sounds like he's saying maybe the actual spider virus hasn't reached Queens yet, which would imply he doesn't know that Aunt May has the spider virus and has had spider powers, which would imply that he hasn't talked to her since the spider I, virus thing happened in a part one. I think that's
1: definitely the case because when they do actually get to her house, they are surprised to find her crawling on the ceiling.
0: Uh huh. Which again, so, Peter, you haven't yeah. checked in to see how your aunt May is doing in this chaos for days. Like the f- part two, things seem to be pretty like a little chaotic, but like chill enough for you to call her. Like I don't like that. That that, that really bothers me a lot.
1: Hmm. Spectacular. May would have made her way to the island herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where have you been, Peter Parker? Yeah. Yeah. Why haven't it's you weird. called? It's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So, they, I mean, they do find her, and we, we do get confirmation that it has spread that far. She has been infected with the virus, and not only that, she must have had it for at least, you know, a decent chunk of time, because when they arrive, they watch her transform into a spider monster. And I don't know about you, but I thought we were about to get a different design, and I was thrilled. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah? I didn't th- I didn't think we were going to get a different design. Well, because
1: we got a commercial break. I didn't mean, I didn't think we would get one for very long, but I just, I don't know. Mm. We hadn't seen anybody, like, I feel like in that particular stage where she's just, like, weird bug-eyed lady. Um, and I was like, maybe they're not going to make May as grotesque. Just yeah. maybe. Yeah. But they, you know. No. Of course. We can't have nice things. When sp- spider right. monsters are afoot, we can only have ugly right. lump
0: things. Yeah, very ugly lump things. <laughs> At the very least... I think the uh the animation in this entire episode is like really good. So like Aunt May's transformation sequence I think looks really cool. And yes, then I agree. like their fight when they're fighting her in her house, there's like a little sequence when uh Peter is catching all of like the plates and fine china oh, that the yeah. spider monster is like throwing out. He's like literally He's catching every plate with all of his limbs and it looks so good. It looks they even incredible. Do-
1: they even do one of those like shots you expect in like a you know mid twenty tens three D movie where like he catches a plate with his foot and his foot is like puncturing the screen towards your three D glasses or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very funny, fun perspective yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I also will say because I don't know if there's a better time to say this, they don't make the the monsters look better, but I think the way the monsters move in this episode yes. is at least more appealing because they aren't just like like um waddling on their two legs they kind of go into quadrupedal mode which looks way cooler so i appreciate that
0: yeah no absolutely i think yeah i I agree designs are never going to look good but like it it, they at least make better use of the designs that they have here again i guess it it was just better animation team or they put more resources into this one and i'm glad that they do because all the spider monsters actually look like a lot more formidable and like at least do some cool stuff in this one that they absolutely did not like, it makes me feel like the, like the previous a couple of times what you've seen them like, Oh, that just felt like it was literally just a human wearing a spider costume running around. Yeah. They were so clumsy. yeah 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 <laughs> and they feel like they're like so much so top heavy yeah. in the past couple episodes and this one because they do occasionally like use their other legs and crawl on all eight legs sometimes um yeah. like it, they feel more monstrous in this one
1: and i'm sure part of the argument or or maybe the argument i don't know what the argument is could be like oh well they just transform they don't know what's do with their body but i don't care at the point that they're monsters just like make them be monsters yeah why not you know? and, so, I, mean, the, the I like science i like that we get make to this sense point. anyway yeah yeah who yeah cares? cares right spider island right. right right
0: i also like uh harry mentioning may's famous wheat cakes i'm always yes. happy whenever those get a little name drop
1: me too considering i think the first thing we saw her making this was like a banana pie or something not wheat cakes
0: oh no that was spectacular spider man that she oh that was spectacular pie, oh i'm thinking yeah.
1: of that because hey it just dropped on netflix if you haven't watched it yet you should probably be doing that right
0: now oh, yeah very easy to see it <laughs>
1: Well, they do fend off her attacks, uh, but they also fend off the attacks of a number of a number of neighborhood spider monsters until all of the spider monsters uh, in their vicinity suddenly stop fighting them and begin making their way to a single destination. They even check their little tablet thing and can see every little spider icon heading in one direction. And they're like, that's odd. I wonder where they're going.
0: Yeah. Also, just want to call out because we've been kind of keeping track of it throughout this arc. Another case of Harry trying to get a cool save where he tries to save Peter with his glider, you know, from the spider monsters and then immediately crashes into a telephone pole. (laughs) Again, can't can't do anything cool or heroic without embarrassing himself. It's definitely becoming a pattern. It's oh, (laughs) it
1: is a huge pattern. I
0: mean, I guess it's it has been a pattern, I should say. They're just (laughs) piling onto the pattern. This feels
1: especially notable in this arc.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So we then Cut to Horizon High, where Anya is studying the virus with Gwen Monster looking on. Gwen Monster is in this containment unit, and there's I, I, I like that like Anya is like actually talking to Gwen Monster, essentially like kind of basically yeah. talking to herself, but like you know the way that she's just sort of like oh yeah oh yeah you're right you're right Gwen Monster enzymes that is a good thing that I should be checking <laughs> like it's a fun it's a fun use of because you know. Characters on the show monologue to themselves and talk to themselves and say the science words to themselves all the time. So it's actually kind of a nice use to have just like this growling monster just roaring a bunch. And Anya like using that to essentially bounce off of and say all the things that she would have just said to herself as she's doing her sciencing. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. I think that's really fun. We get another like Miles name drop where Anya's trying to call him and is just like, where are you? I, I Why am I getting your voicemail again? And then another wrinkle to all of this is that Gwen Monster is hearing the cries of these other spider monsters gathering outside, and it's enough like uh, it's enough for Gwen to like smash out of the containment unit, which destroys most of Anya's work, and then like escape because something is compelling Gwen to actually like leave and get out of there and go somewhere, uh, which is important to what's what's happening here, um, mm-hmm. but. Like I said, it destroys most of Anya's work, unfortunately. Um, and and another added wrinkle, worst timing ever. As Gwen escapes, Anya starts to transform. You even like I, I love the animation of her arm like starting to turn into the monstrous form. And she's like, Ooh, this isn't good. I guess I am going to have to be my own test subject. Cool. So she like jabs herself with the experimental cure that she like literally just made and has not done any testing on whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Accidental or intentional
1: uh, lizard imagery? I know we've already had lizard here, but it oh, felt I very didn't think about that. For her I arm mean, to yeah. transform and then jab herself,
0: it feels very lizardy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Peter and Harry follow the spider monsters to Oscorp. Uh, surprise! <laughs> but when they arrive, they disagree on how to interpret the situation. Peter figures that Norman must be calling out to and controlling the monsters because they are in agreement that that one spider monster they've been after is norman but harry's like no i think it's got to be a coincidence that they all just ended up here at oscorp um i'm sure it has nothing
0: to do with anything (laughs) okay (laughs) poor kid (laughs) yeah i i also like this is something i want to put a pin in for when we get to the end of the arc because i don't feel like it's ever clarified because one thing they also call out here when peter is trying to like you know, convince Harry, like, no, this, I think this, this is all Norman's doing. I think he is in charge of everything. One of the points he makes is that if the spider monster is Norman, that means that Norman was the stealth spider, which means that Norman was the one trying to like poison the entire city with that poison bomb on the Statue of Liberty, right? Mm hmm. I'm, I have a lot of questions for what was happening there and why that was happening, and I want to know if it's clarified and if I missed anything by the time we get to the end of next week's episode, because I don't think it ever is exactly what that part of the plan was supposed to be. Okay. Pin placed. Because yeah. I truly, <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't think it's ever clarified, and I don't think it makes any sense, given everything that we learn in this episode and the next one. I don't think the, the plotting to poison the entire city makes any goddamn sense at all.
1: I'm not sure it does either.
0: Yeah, yeah. I could have been like, "Oh, okay, one misstep. You know, we're supposed to ignore it." But the fact that they call it out, like in this one, and I think they call it out again in the next episode, obviously, you're supposed to be paying attention to it. And it doesn't. I don't think it works with the plan that's unfolding here at all. Mm-hmm. As we learn, as as we learn more. So, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. we'll revisit that as it goes yeah. along.
1: well when the spider monster that they are convinced is norman arrives and seemingly orders the horde to attack them peter's like i hate to say i told you so but i'm pretty sure your dad is like the spider king (laughs) which okay
0: Cool name, cool supervillain name, yeah. <laughs> cool name for 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 that, but you know, maybe not the best time to be throwing out <laughs> new supervillain names when you're trying to convince your your friend that your dad is like taking over the city as a spider monster. But sure, yeah. okay.
1: Yep. Pretty sure he's the spider king. Pretty sure he just ordered them all to attack us. So,
0: <laughs> oh poor Harry <laughs> again. Spider Man twenty seventeen colon poor Harry. I know. <laughs> So the spider monsters split up Peter and Harry, uh, and while Harry's occupied, one webs up Peter and throws him off of a building. I mean, there's nothing he can do. He's, like, tied up in webbing. But luckily, just before he splats on the ground or at least falls into a waiting horde of spider monsters, either way, he (laughs) would have been dead. I didn't
1: splat that time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. either Either way, Peter would have been dead, if not for... Anya, who is not a spider monster, but still has her spider powers. Hmm. Many questions about that for the future. Very interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. So she has been cured of being a spider monster, but still has spider powers. Okay. We'll just, we'll just not think about that for right now. She swings in, saves him because she's fucking awesome. And she's like, Hey y'all, I made this cool ass serum Obviously, I'm not a spider monster, so it worked. Harry is like, okay, cool, great. Uh, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to inject my dad and cure him. Um, however, because Gwen destroyed like all of Anya's work, and she used most of the serum on herself, there's literally only a little tiny bit of this cure left. So it's like theoretically only enough of this cure to cure exactly one person. And Peter's like, okay, well, we can't just like impulsively just cure your dad right now. And Harry's, you know, Harry's like, whoa, you promised you're gonna cure my dad. We gotta save my dad. And they have a good discussion. I really like all of the points that everyone makes because I think from Harry's perspective, other than just curing his dad, which is his ultimate goal, like he's got it, he's got a very, you know, very kind of selfish goal in this, right? He wants to he wants to cure his dad. But also theoretically, if he's the spider king theoretically curing him could mean that like, he's not in control of the spider monsters anymore. Or maybe if he is still in control of the spider monsters, they could convince him to stop controlling the other spider monsters. And like, I like Anya's counterpoint where it's just like, okay, like even if you're right, how do we know that Norman would even still have a psychic link two spider monsters when he's not a spider monster himself. Like it's all the sort of sci-fi logic that like we would nitpick if they actually were going through with this plan. Right. Like they're kind of spelling out all of the holes that are in this like very impulsive plan. Um, But no
1: one points out the hole that they're assuming this, this bit of
0: information. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. It's it's all based on assumption. I mean, and to be fair, like they're all operating on like we don't really know what's going on. We're all just making a lot of assumptions, so like yeah. this is the best that we can do, right? Um, you know, and and like again in their defense, they have like one little bit of this cure like what else are they going to really do with it? My argument is like, okay, well you take that cure and then try to like go to another lab. Okay, and good. It I'm glad. Else. Cause I was like, I don't understand I was... why that's not their thought. It, Cause like <laughs> the thing is, the that's thing, that's all thing, I it, could think of during that yeah, argument.
1: I was I like, agree, I understand I none of you are except Anya are really articulating yourselves well because Harry and Peter's communication at this point is just bad. Like they've got too much going on, yeah. but I was like, I mean, obviously, you would make more. If this is all you have, you need right, to at least make twice as much.
0: It's a thing <laughs> where, least. like... I I like this episode in that I really feel like it's a great, like, action movie, like, trajectory thing where everyone is going in a direction the whole time. And I think it's a really compelling, fun episode to watch. But I do wish that there had been, like, I don't know, some kind of more of a a ticking clock or something. Because, yeah, I, I, I don't really feel like it... It doesn't make sense that they they are all collectively convinced enough to just like go through with this sort of slapdash, like last minute Hail Mary to cure Norman when there's no re- – like everything's gone to shit in the city already anyway. Yes. There's no reason that they can't take – a little more time to work on this cure more i know harry is being impulsive and trying like you know there's a lot of stuff going on with harry right like it's his dad he also like doesn't want to believe that his dad's the mastermind so like the faster he can cure his dad the faster he can like prove that like no my dad's not a bad guy this is all an accident or something like that right like there's a lot of layers to that but There's no reason why Peter and Anya like go along with it as easy as as easily as they do. Like they disagree with Harry a little bit, but then they're like begrudgingly like, yeah, I guess this is the best plan. And it's like, no, it's not actually the best plan, though. I think y'all should have worked a little harder to get Harry to not impulsively do this and not just go along with it and work with him. Like it doesn't make any sense.
1: I do think though, like, I agree with you. I wish there was some sort of explicit ticking clock, something they were working up against. But I do feel like because this feels like more like an action movie style uh, yeah. episode, when it comes to like a high adrenaline action movie or a horror movie, like part of the fun is being like, no, don't, do- what are you doing? Why are you Short. doing that? And so I can kind of chalk it up to a little bit of that to argue with myself a little bit, you know? Um, mm-hmm. because I definitely was having that reaction, but it didn't make the episode like worse for me. Cause it's like, you can make a bad impulsive choice. That's okay. You know, like there is shit going down. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I wish that Peter, I frequently wish that Peter articulated himself, uh, better because he has all the arguments he needs. He just sucks mm-hmm. at delivering them.
0: <laughs> he yeah. It's really bad it's, at yeah. delivering them. Well, and I and I do say too, I think that like it is to the episode's credit that like this ultimate this is Harry's idea ultimately that they're going along with and it does fail miserably. So it's not like the episode is asking us to be like, Yeah, this is the right choice. Like it was categorically the wrong choice because everything that they end up doing over these next couple of scenes just absolutely fucking fails and blows up in their faces, which is just another, another, you know, another embarrassment for Harry, unfortunately. But but I guess we should probably actually talk through that, shouldn't we?
1: Well, (laughs) I can also I mean, I can also appreciate that they do move forward with it because of this specific thing that Harry says. Right, you mentioned that Anya has her argument, that Peter has his arguments that he's not really like articulating well and they're trying to be rational and Harry's obviously not being rational. But Harry does this thing that I think works really well in a situation like this, which is, "Pete, I know you don't trust my dad. I acknowledge that. I'm not asking you to trust him. I'm just asking you to trust me." And sometimes like that's good enough for for sure. a character to make a decision they wouldn't otherwise make. Yeah. especially between these two. I think that was a great, great, great line to include.
0: I agree. I agree. Especially, you know, given, given other events that happened towards the end of this episode, that it is very much just like this, this is sort of like they the the bond that they have had to to keep throughout the entire season is very much just sort of like, you know what? We can get past all the other stuff that's going on as long as we sort of like trust each other as best friends, right? So I, I, I appreciate that that's sort of put in there and that that does make sense for Peter as a character to be enough of a reason to, you know, move forward with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, ultimately, they decide
1: to do this. Let's go in. Let's get to Norman. We'll figure it out. We just got to like get rid of some of these monsters first. They use like, I think just water towers or water reservoirs to like itsy bitsy Mm -hmm. spider the spiders away. Um, And then they're pretty much immediately confronted by the monster that they think is Norman and a couple of other spider monsters. Despite this, they do make their way inside of Oscorp and find that it's basically been turned into like a spider's nest. It's all covered in webbing. It's dark. It's creepy. Uh, It's
0: cool. (laughs) Yeah, I love I love the design of the city that they have where there's just like webs all over the place. Like it's really cool and creepy as hell. Like every shot that they have of the city has these really, really nice webbing designs between the skyscrapers and everything. I love it. And if you think about like if you've ever seen any of those like
1: news stories where it's like spiders take over whatever park because there's like a weird, you know, influx of spiders like Mm. webbing is just everywhere. It just covers shit. So it's cool that that's the the way Mm. that they depict it here. With these, like, huge human-sized spiders, you know? I love it. It rules. So they do quickly find their target. And maybe, I I would love to know how you interpreted this. Maybe through Mm -hmm. some trickery, maybe through some chance, they do manage to stick the monster with the remaining serum. I ask because I I feel like uh, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, they tricked him. Like, Harry was a decoy. He faked being... You know, hurt or whatever by this Norman spider monster thing, so that it wouldn't be paying attention to him, and he could jump up and then stick him. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, "Or maybe it's not that." <laughs> like I really I took don't it as know. An
0: accident. I don't. I took it. I took it. I think that's where the, I'm falling now. Having watched the, uh, it a couple times now they see because I mean because again it will be another another point of like Harry just like not getting to do the cool thing because he's not the one who ultimately yeah, that's his true. dad right like he doesn't even get to like be the one who cures his dad in this situation he just gets like you know something falls on him or something right like isn't that what happens well
1: the so Norman spider monster guy tackles him and seemingly knocks him out and then at one point that's right Anya shouts Harry now and he jumps up and like tackles the spider monster but it's sure. not clear if 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 that was just like know. her recognizing he was good to jump now or if yeah. it was part of a plan. I mean, they don't establish a plan. They don't make it yeah. even seem like they establish a plan. So it's just as easily an accident.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. I was, I was thinking of when Anya gets a random piece of debris, just like that falls on her later on, either this episode or <laughs> next episode. And she's just like debilitated for some reason, despite her spider powers. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. No, it is very, it's, it's very unclear in, in this one. It's not a big deal. Cause like all of, no. cause I mean, all of this is, for a plan that ends up failing anyway, pretty much. So, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: because lo and yeah. behold, guess what, Derek, it was Norman. And remember <laughs> what I said, yeah. I'm pretty no. sure it's Norman. And I'm pretty sure it's Norman because all signs point to that. And because the show does have a habit of like underselling a point they're trying to make. And I yeah. really do think this show was telling us it was Norman when Harry told us he thought it was Norman. And I don't love that. I wish that they were stronger in those moments. I know it could have been Um, such a cool
0: reveal. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I don't. I I don't. I mean, I I have a preference for whether it was Norman or not, but I don't ultimately care as long as they do it well. And I'm just Mm -hmm. bummed that, like, I, I think at this point in the show they would be like well yeah we told you it was norman so like of course it's yeah. norman and i'm like oh, but you didn't really you didn't really
0: <laughs> it's a bummer so. because yeah right cuz i cuz you know it ends up cuz cha- i what, the thing is i do like what they end up doing with norman in these next couple episodes oh yeah me too as, i ultimately the like the so overall i think it's really good destination. i think the problem is just the expectations were set up differently because it just it everything felt like they were trying to misdirect us bizarrely like it just felt like that like i feel like they they set themselves up and they really should have just made it more clear like if they made harry's revelation that the spider monster was norman and then like actually had like a flashback or something that like showed you know norman turning into a monster you know don in the spider the stealth spider suit or something like that Mm -hmm. to make it very clear like no this is the truth like you are supposed to accept this as fact it would have been different because then my expectation wouldn't be who is the spider monster really is it really norman it would have been okay so how are they going to deal with norman being a spider monster you know
1: well yeah i mean best case scenario. well i don't even know what best case or worst case scenario is i mean on one hand it's either that they set up the expectation that it's a mystery and didn't stick the landing or they thought that they were just straight up telling us and didn't do so strong enough yeah so that there was room for it to be a mystery either one's not great
0: no it's not um, great even though
1: By the end of the whole arc, I'm pleased with what they do. It's just, it's weird right. because here it feels like the, the, the characters should have been convinced. They shouldn't have been surprised it was Norman, but we should have felt in some way, shape, or form that it was like, oh, okay, it really was him. Like, ah, and then we can point to all yeah. the things, you know?
0: it. I was I was very bummed out when I first saw Norman, like, you know, when it was like very clearly his face and he was talking, like, at first. And then I felt better. You know, when everything else in this episode oh, happens yeah, totally. with Norman. So, you know, I, I feel better about it afterwards. It's just like, God, you really could have done better leading up to yeah. this. But you know, well, is I mean, is.
1: I started to feel better about it pretty quickly because like you said he doesn't fully turn back into norman he just turns into this weird grotesque norman-ish version of a spider monster with the ability to talk and it is norman's voice so like it is norman in there he just isn't human norman yet and this is where i started to feel okay about it because he ends up sedated as a result of the serum and the three expect that okay well now that he's sedated like the spider monsters will stop attacking us right but they don't which means okay mm-hmm. yes this monster they thought was norman is norman even though i didn't want it to be though that doesn't actually solve anything so there's still yeah. more for me to to like yeah. digest and work through here so yeah. i was fine when i realized like yes it's norman no, it's not just Norman.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really love, like, when they look back and they still see the spider monsters, like, crawling on the window of the skyscraper, and they're just like, oh, we kind of, and, and, and you know, the, and Norman is still basically a spider monster. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we truly have accomplished nothing here. Yep. Like, we just used our last bit of cure for absolutely nothing. This plan did 100% absolutely fundamentally fail. And like, I really love that because that is such a cruel twist and it, and and it really is just sort of like, okay, yeah, uh, I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, I don't know what you're going to do. And that's very scary and very compelling television. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's good. They managed to take something that should have based on my own sort of preferences, disappointed me and very quickly say,
0: okay, but just wait, just wait. Yeah. Hang tight. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because it's only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we don't have to wait long for a little bit of clarification because uh, the true Spider-King shows up and reveals himself to be, you probably guessed it, the Jackal. Hey! Hey, here he is. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I've been here the whole time orchestrating all I've of this. It's cool. been here the whole time. What's very funny to me is that, you know, Harry, Harry does your, again... <laughs> I, I every the more that I'm looking into this the more that I'm like seeing it Harry does what in any other like superhero movie or action movie would be the sort of like oh I get it I figured out your plan this was all for revenge against my family and you plan this all from the get-go and the jackal's like not, not really no that's not it was actually all a coincidence yeah. that it happened this way yeah. so i did not really care about you all that much yeah you're wrong again harry you're not the center <laughs> of the story you're not the hero of the story you're not the main character i actually don't really care about you at all literally all this is a coincidence and in fact like your dad made this happen for me Yeah, because <laughs> he explains like he really was just trying to like use spiders to like create his spider army and make his clones and all that stuff. He was going to inject his clones with spider powers. All of that was totally correct. Like what we saw before was his plan it was totally an accident when Norman, like, his whole interference in in the Rise of Doc Ock episodes caused Midtown High to explode, causing his lab to explode, causing the virus to explode, become, like, an aerosol, and then infect the entire city. And actually, Jackal's like, and it ends up being better for me, because now it's, like, a whole city of eight million spider monsters. That's my whole spider army that I have full control over. So, like... Thank you, Osborns. You made all of this happen. I won because of you. Good job. Mm-hmm. I thought
1: cool. maybe I'd have like 40, 50 Spider Army guys. <laughs> now I have 8 million.
0: Again, Harry just like completely getting shit on. It's sort of like, yeah, your namesake made this happen. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. You, you made this happen. Again, you are not the hero of the story. Like, nope. I kind of... Love how cruelly it is just piled on constantly <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to Harry. It's
1: funny, though, and we'll probably have more to say, this, say about this as the season actually closes out based on how this arc closes out. But, like, this show or this season of this show really has been about Harry, despite a big piece of the story being, Harry, you are not the main character. You are not the hero. <laughs> like, it's really wild to look back and be like, oh, shit, it was about Harry all along.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I think it's actually really. It's it's not what I expected them to be doing with Harry, but like now that we're sort of seeing all of this sort of topple onto him constantly and done in like a pretty elegant, like um, often pretty subtle way, I I really appreciate it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as Jackal's t- sharing all this and everything, Norman shows up the still monstrous, like part mo- spider monster, this like grotesque <laughs> Norman spider monster. Fusion like interrupts and attacks the jackal. What do you what do you what do you think of this uh Norman monster design?
1: I think it's ugly as fuck, but like the yeah. kind of ugly that is supposed to be ugly, right? Like yes. I think the spider monsters are ugly, but they're supposed to look cool. Um I mean they're supposed to be gross, but they're supposed to like look cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. Norman is not supposed to look cool. He is just supposed to look fucked up.
0: Yeah. And so I appreciate like cr- that he is like a Cronenbergian monstrosity in a way that I really yeah. appreciate. Like it is truly grotesque.
1: It's within the style and aesthetic of the show. So it's never going to be like, as you know, horrifying as, as even just other versions of Spider-Man might make it, but you get the picture. Like it communicates exactly the vibe and the aesthetic um, that you're supposed to get, which is exactly like you said, just sort of Cronenbergian monstrosity.
0: Yeah. I love that. Like, I love the details like of his, um, like his eyes are different sizes or like his irises specifically yep. are different sizes. And then one has a pupil and one doesn't. So like the asymmetricalness of his face is like just inherently off putting in a way that I like. And like, he still has nipples, which I love that the show is just like obsessed with putting nipples on its monster. Like it did it's with It's wild with Because like of all the things <laughs> to transform
1: back, it's like his face and his pecs. Nip- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's what he gets <laughs> like, back. And then his, his, his like, his two primary arms thicken up so that they actually have like fingers and stuff like that's that's what transforms back
0: it's the right choice because it's so bizarre and off-putting I I love it (laughs) and you're right
1: those nipples are present and accounted for they're
0: very present and accounted for (laughs) the show loves their nipples I guess never would have expected it but I'm not mad about it (laughs) Yeah, but uh, but yeah, Norman Monster and the Jackal clash throughout Oscorp until Norman is actually able to knock the Jackal out cold. He's much bigger than the Jackal. He's huge. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: So Peter and Harry do meet back up with Norman, and Norman is like, was this your attempt at a cure? Is this the best you could do? Like, I'm still in this body. This is still fucked up. And Peter, I don't know if it's Peter or Harry. I think it's Harry says, like, this was Anya's best shot. Like, this was what she had. Um, yeah. And so Norman's kind of pissed, understandably.
0: He's being an asshole because, like, yeah, first he's, like, chastising Harry. Like, don't tell me this was your attempt at right. your son. And then, you know, when – I think it, it, it is – I think it is Harry who's like I think it was it is Peter. Too. I mean it was it was Anya. It was Anya who did it. Then he's just sort of like, oh, "Wow, Horizon isn't even good enough to cure me unlike Oz Academy, which is awesome and could have totally found a cure." And it's like, dude, is this really like the time for your stupid fucking school rivalry, dude? Like, are you kidding me? You know
1: what though? I like that he does this because I think it feeds perfectly into what Peter says, which is, yeah. "You were studying this shit. I know you were." What were you doing in that lab if Oz Academy is so good at this shit? You know what I mean? Right, and I think right, Peter right. probably somewhere deep inside actually recognizes like, yeah, Oz Academy probably was closer to exactly what we need right now than Horizon <laughs> was because we weren't even trying, you know? Yeah. Um. So he does call out this secret lab and Norman tries to deny it. But Peter's like, no, I know you had it. And it could be the only thing that'll save your life right now. So you better start talking about it.
0: I love to see him like standing his ground in front of Norman Osborn because I feel like it's so rare in any iteration of a Peter Parker and a Norman Osborn to be having like Spider-Man-y conversations where Peter can just be like, no, dude, enough of your like sociopathic manipulative bullshit. I'm not doing the Norman Osborn thing. Tell me what the, like, I'm, tell me the actual truth. None of your lies right now. And I, and I love that, especially for this Peter who, you know, has very
1: bad at making
0: arguments. (laughs) Very bad at making arguments, has not really had the opportunity to stand up to anyone really like this as Peter himself. So the fact that he doesn't have, you know, have, have, have his Spider Man mask on, he doesn't have that sort of guard up as Spider Man. He's really confronting it, confronting his best friend's father as this guy's son's best friend i feel like there's something really important there and really and really cool to see i like it a lot i like it a whole lot and norman
1: recognizes it and and probably honestly respects it (laughs) because that's how norman is you know
0: yeah yeah and so he lays it all out after that
1: yeah he does and he admits like honestly we were getting close we but we only ever got close because we recognized we could never actually create something to neutralize Spider-Man's powers without actual DNA from Spider-Man. It's like the one missing ingredient. Makes sense.
0: Although, I don't know. Well, actually, it's got to be Spider-Man's blood around. And like, like, there had to be plenty of opportunities for him to like, you know, shoot a little dart at Spider-Man that would collect it. There is definitely ways to have gotten to get Spider-Man's DNA, actually. (laughs)
1: There are ways to get Spider-Man's DNA, yes. And... Norman was in possession of Raymond Warren's research so you'd think there's a workaround anyway but I'm okay with it whatever it's fine because of it's, how the story plays episode. out yes I mean we would not get like the incredible shit we're about to get if if yeah. if we were really stubborn about that
0: I think this is really yeah this this is ultimately well constructed for what they're leading to like yeah I'm I'm willing to give some leeway and like you know sci-fi nitpicks like I'm willing to 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 be amenable to all of that for what we get in.
1: And this. I do feel like it's genre appropriate. I do feel sure. like this is the type of thing where it's like, yeah, there's probably superhero DNA everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Yeah. I think it's I think they would have a That's, fair argument yeah. to tell us to not be stubborn about that. <laughs> it's
0: in the same it's in the same wheel, you know, it's in the same sort of uh uh, uh area of like just suspensive disbelief for people not figuring out you know who spider-man is based on his voice or whatever like people could put together put together those pieces in real life probably but the story will be less fun if they did so let's yeah yeah who would win in a fight
1: what's more fun exactly
0: right exactly
1: So Peter does suggest like, okay, well then why don't we just combine a sample of Spidey's DNA with whatever is left of Anya's serum? And Harry's like, that's stupid because how would we even get Spider-Man's DNA? He's not here. No one's seen him. Honestly, he's probably been a monster for days, like he said earlier, which I like that little circle there. Um, Peter can't really clarify though (laughs) because they're interrupted at jackal returning to confront norman he woke up and he's back <laughs> mm-hmm. and while peter does manage to intervene and drop kick jackal out of the tower dozens of stories up the fight <laughs> takes a very severe toll on norman making the situation much more dire
0: yeah yeah so it's it's very clear that they're losing norman um, I think Harry's even just like, hey, we're, he, he, I don't think he has much time left, Peter. So faced with another opportunity, yet another opportunity to either say, to uh, save Norman, and prevent Harry from having to witness his father's death a second time, just like the whole explosion thing a few episodes ago. Uh, Peter's like, shit, I really, truly don't have another choice but to actually, for real this time, actually reveal my identity as Spider-Man. To Harry, it's really interesting how they present this because they know that this this is the most important situation that we would ever see a Peter unmasking to someone in this show. Like this this is the relationship where it matters, right? And this so, is what
1: the entire series to this point has been building up been to. to.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that they do it in a really beautiful way because it's sort of like these anime style cutaway like, cutaway, almost dream sequence type. Like, I I wasn't convinced at first... Me neither. ...that this was Peter really doing it, because first they do these, again, like, kind of anime-style like flashbacks, these, like, flashes of you see, like, Spider-Man, or Peter uh, in the foreground, in the background you see, like, Harry, young Harry and young Peter playing together, and you see, like, the moments when Harry was mad at Spider-Man, like, he's thinking through all, like, the complicated this complicated relationship that Peter, Spider-Man, and Harry have to each other, and then... They actually have Peter suiting up in front of Harry, but they do it where it's just Peter and Harry in this like white space. Again, like yeah. a very kind of anime They've type like thing to do. Almost you know, where it's, like, whited all...
1: out entirely the background. So it's like just this very deep, foggy sort of nothingness.
0: Yeah. Where it is very much like, no, this is just these two people in their own space. The rest of the world in this moment does not matter. This is about these two people having this really important conversation revelation happen and and peter fully just like suits up in front of him and show tells him that he is spider-man like i am sorry but i have been spider-man this entire time who did a gay
1: person make this because i feel like this this (laughs) feels like what it feels like Hmm. to come out to somebody where like everything just like closes in on you and like nothing outside of that interaction exists for like the brief moment of time where you're like trying to get to the point where you say it
0: Especially when it's with someone that's like you're really close with, but you don't necessarily know how they're going to react. Yep. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, it's like like the equivalent of like when you have a friend who has like said a lot of homophobic shit, like jokes in the past, and you don't know like, okay, so are they going to accept me? And those were just sort of jokes, you know, that wasn't coming, like that wasn't coming from a place of hatred. It was just coming from like a place of just like, you know. Status quo status quo homophobia, you know? Um or does that actually mean they are truly legitimately homophobic and will hate me when I come out to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, those are experiences I think that many a gay person, if not all queer people have have dealt with mm-hmm. at one point or another, uh if not many times. And it does feel, yeah, it feels very 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 real and true to that situation and true to like some some not great coming out situations this conversation doesn't exactly go super swimmingly either. There's a lot of like confusion and anger in it. And to in Harry's defense, like he is, he's confused and angry, but one of his main things is just questioning why Peter wouldn't tell him, especially when he like suspected Peter, he's like, "I suspected he was being spider man why couldn't you tell me then like that was your perfect that was the perfect moment for you to tell me the truth, and you still couldn't tell me why wouldn't you you're my best friend,
1: yeah, this is where we get the first sort of mention from Peter about. I I didn't think it would be fair, but this isn't the episode where he clarifies why he says that. Yeah. And I remember being like, what are you trying to argue here? Like I'm not really like, we know all of Peter's arguments, but that feels a little bit different in some way, shape, or form. So yeah. um I, I it it just it was it was so good. Like everything about it was so good. Mm -hmm. And if you make it a very, very strict coming out allegory, like it's easy to be like, okay, Harry, you're being a little bit unfair, but it's not, you know? So (laughs) you know a little bit more about the situation. You know that it's a different, different superhero type thing. We know Spider-Man, we know Peter. So it's actually easier in this circumstance to be like, yeah, Harry has a point. You he, he literally had an opening, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Could have told him. There's plenty of other, yeah, plenty, plenty of situations where he could have and should have told him. Is is recently is like a week ago, so mm-hmm. like or maybe days ago. I don't know what the timeline is in these episodes, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't actually blame Harry for being mad. No, in the, the situation, all. which I think. Says a lot for this version of Harry, because there are a lot of other versions of Harry that I'm like, you shouldn't be it's, chill out, dude. But this one, it's sort of like, no, yeah, you are like the best of best friends that are constantly telling each other how best of friends you are and how you trust each other and everything. And there have been multiple points when your relationship had fractured over Spider-Man and you repaired it. And now again, like it's like this, th- this could this didn't have to happen this way. Peter had plenty of opportunities to to uh to tell the truth Mm -hmm. you know and yeah so yeah i I like it very good
1: very good they don't really have much of a chance to discuss further so this is why peter can't explain himself uh to any sort of actual degree because as they administer the instantly effective serum (laughs) to (laughs) norman the jackal returns
0: again yeah so the jackal spider monsters at his best, quickly web up Spider Man. And Spidey is like, Harry, get Norman and Anya away from Oscorp. Get out of here. And uh, Jackal admits, like, he originally did think that Norman actually did create the Spider-Man with his own spider experiments, like maybe using that research and then making his own spider army. Uh, He says, But, like, I saw you and Norman fighting. I could tell that you guys are actually mortal enemies. (laughs) So I realized you aren't in cahoots. And he put the pieces together that actually, okay, you must have been bitten by accident, which Spider-Man's like, oh shit. So I really, this whole time, technically was accidentally one of your spider army people like one of your spider army soldiers technically like i i was one of your one of the creations you were trying to make just by accident
1: i felt like this oh. was a little bit of an oversell like peter it totally being shocked. was
0: he should have figured i don't understand like no i thought you'd figured that out already where did you i kind of thought so that too that you came from that you didn't connect those dots that it was all the same experiment i found that kind of weird too
1: i mean i don't i don't I, i'm not mad that peter would be disturbed by this but it doesn't feel like this is when that realization and yeah perturbation is that the right word would have occurred oh,
0: i don't i don't know what word you're trying to say there so I don't know. <laughs> the
1: moment at which he is perturbed
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah no i gotcha no i i i yeah i feel like it almost feels like that was them trying to make sure it was clear for the audience that like no all of these dots were connected all from the beginning but like it's like no i I think I figured that out at like episode seven or something like it was very clear very early on. Well, we could. I feel like we
1: connected (laughs) the dots super early and I feel like it should have been connected for Peter during the rise of Doc Ock when they were specifically Mm. looking for Raymond Warren's research (laughs) and found it.
0: Right. Well, and shouldn't have been connected when Miles got bit by a spider because didn't they know where that spider came from that bit him was the research that came from the jackal in the first place, I thought. Yeah, I think so so yeah maybe they're just worried the
1: season's long enough that we forgot but i don't think so i
0: don't think so it's, but, but like i don't but there's there's nothing about peter having this revelation in this moment that like matters like it feels like they're just trying to make it clear like yes this is the end of the season the end of the arc we want to make it clear that you know we're we're, we're looping it back to the beginning it's all coming full circle but like they do it in a way where it's just like a revelation that everyone already had figured out including the characters i thought oh you know so. what i would
1: have liked more i would have liked more if they just this moment for him to recognize like yeah i might have been created by your stuff but i'll never be one of your spider soldiers or whatever
0: yeah it didn't have to be a moment of him being disturbed by it because like it's not like he was ever actually going to work for the jackal like it doesn't change no. anything for him it
1: doesn't it's also not going to motivate him to stop being spider-man
0: yeah yeah it's a it's a it's sort of a it's a silly moment I, i'm not a big fan of it either it's just felt kind of weird right, and kind of weirdly tacked on okay here.
1: glad it wasn't just me
0: <laughs> no But the other thing that the Jackal figures out from putting all these pieces together is like, you know, like we just saw with Norman, Spider-Man's blood can reverse the effects of the spider virus's effects. So obviously the Jackal can't have spider people around, right? He can't have either of the Spider-Men around. Wait, men? -men? Spider-Men? Huh? That's when they reveal that Jackal has actually had Miles tied up in his lair this entire time. Since, like, I guess part two, basically.
1: (laughs) I feel okay about this. How do you feel about this? Like, as an explanation for him not being there. Not necessarily him being there or not.
0: I don't know, maybe you can't untangle the two. I feel okay about it. I still... I still don't think there's any reason why he had to be missing throughout parts two through four. I think it, it could have been – I think he still could have been president in part two, and then maybe at part three is when he disappears or something like that. I still feel like the length of time that he's just been cooped up in Oz Academy this entire time, I guess – Still feels silly to me. Like, I don't yeah, still, I maybe, still don't feel like it was a big reason for that.
1: Maybe if he weren't, maybe if it weren't already something we were calling out as like, oh, Miles is not Spider-Man in this one again. Yeah. This would feel more like what I'm sure they wanted Steve it again. to be like, which was clever. I mean, it isn't a bad yeah. explanation for why Miles isn't around when he was mm-hmm. in part one. Uh, but yeah, we just kind of assumed that they just forgot about him like they frequently do. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i don't know it's like it's whatever i don't i don't i guess i don't really feel any way about it it's just like okay fine
1: <laughs> i was just so happy to see miles back i guess i, I was like, too right, I, was, okay. I was very happy
0: to see him i i will yes yes there was only positive vibes from from that just seeing him on screen yeah so that's that that's could be affecting yeah, that the amount honestly of credit i'm giving them that's good enough for me just like f- cool he at least gets to be at the end of the story <laughs> all right fine yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, this is honestly, I mean, the disappointing thing is, is like, this is where the episode ends, right? Is with this reveal. So like you said, he really isn't in part four.
0: They Um, at least treat it with the weight that it deserves that like, no, Miles should have been part of the story. And it's a big deal that the Jackal has had him tied up this entire time. So... That that was a win that the Jackal has had this entire time, and they weren't even aware of it, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: And it does the thing that this arc has been doing pretty well, which is, like, telling us what the next challenge is going to be at the end mm-hmm. of the episode, right? So clearly yeah. the challenge now is Jackal wants to kill us, so we got to get out of here and then reunite and fix everything. Right. So the episode does end with both of the Spider Men tied up in Jackal's lair, and Jackal looking out over this web covered Spider Island, proclaiming <laughs> himself the ruler of New York City. I like the way of this course. ends. I think it's a nice, nice, uh, ominous, scary ending.
0: It is. It, I mean, this is this is the villain wins at the end of this episode, and I, I think it's a really, a really compelling ending and a great way to go into yeah. the final episode that. It, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff they have to deal with now, and I, I think it's very exciting.
1: Definitely a benefit to having a five-parter, right? Is you can have an episode where, like, the villain just explicitly wins at the end. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you they, know you got more room. They,
0: every pretty much everything they tried to do went wrong. They 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 were able to cure Norman. I, that's one win, but that's about it. That, yeah. That's the only thing that that went well in this episode. Mm-hmm. And even then, it wasn't perfect. It, and it didn't really seem to do anything with a
1: pretty great cost for Spider-Man.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So I like it. I like, it's a very Spider-Man-y thing. Spider-Man loses a lot. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I I like it. I like it. It's good stuff. You also grab some good faces. Dude, there is just a truly amazing cavalcade of eye stuff in this episode. So much eye stuff. As there should be. As there should be. First up. Right at the top of the episode, I was like, oh, we're in for some good stuff. When Aunt May transforms, the first way she transforms is her her two little eyes turn into big old red spider eyes.
1: Big red common rider <laughs> eyes. Big, oh my god, it totally is.
0: It totally is. Oh, that rules. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Common rider May. Oh, that's that's the next season. There you go. Um yeah, another one. Jackal's big ol eyes. I don't even remember oh what's happening. I think it's it's I think it maybe is when he's like getting ready to fight the Norman monster. I think you're right. But like his eyes just grow like t- 20 times bigger. You see like the veins of his eyes and like the mouth, the, the line of his mouth too. Like of his jaw yeah. is like ridiculous. It's just I I have a hard time describing it. It's just, it, it's, it's the most like off model I've ever seen anything on this show. Well, it's, it's it's incredible. It's
1: clear. And we talked about this when we started covering this show. And we, I, th- I think we probably talked about it when we talked about rising the, the animation anesthetic, like especially of these shows is clearly inspired by anime. And so every mm. once in a while, even though it doesn't look exactly like you would expect anime to be every once in a while, mm. there are these moments where you're like, that feels like, it was directly inspired by your uh your anime <laughs> your anime yeah. references this feels like one right it doesn't have Absolutely. like exactly the same tone cuz it's not like he's like powering up or anything but it feels like that moment where it's like oh god the eyes getting big and he's
0: getting like yeah. pumped i like it i like it i like it and then the way the episode ends is a close-up on the jackal's eye with the entire city covered in webs reflected in his eye. And, you know, we love we love when uh, stuff is reflected in characters' eyes in these shows. Yeah,
1: and these shows love it. So yeah, the gift that they keeps get. on giving.
0: Yeah, I like this episode. Me too. It's good. You know, I love that it's have, an episode, like it you it said,
1: next, where but. they just fail at almost everything they try. I think mm-hmm. the fact, again, that that's such a long arc means they can do something like this. Uh, without it feeling like a huge bummer, and I'm sure mm-hmm. the fact that this was smack dab in the middle of two other episodes in the arc as it aired, uh, it was probably very satisfying. In fact,
0: for sure, for sure, yeah. Episodes of TV that deal with failure are always extremely fascinating because I think it 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 sort of allows for a an even more triumphant ending than if it was just you know your typical challenges and fights and stuff. Because then, like, the ending has to be like not only just winning the battle or whatever it's actually like overcoming this tremendous failure that you just had and moving on from that and it's so much more interesting
1: to see how a character deals with failure than they do with success in my mind and i think in a lot of people's minds i think that's why stories are frequently structured the way they are i think it's why you root for underdogs i think it's you know why it's unsatisfying to see a team that only ever wins like you want to see how they deal with that
0: yeah, it's why Spider-Man is so compelling a lot yeah. of times because he has so many losses and so the the few times he is allowed to win always feels just so extremely satisfying, you know. Yep,
1: yep, yep. Yeah.
0: Good episode. Yeah. I like it. Good episode. Good episode. Good episode. Yeah. You can find some other good episodes on our Patreon. If you join us there, at any level, patreon.com slash snappers has plenty of bonus content for you, like movie commentaries and mini episodes about comics and stuff. So definitely check us out there for more from us. If you want to chat with us or any other listeners we've got a discord as well you can find the link to that in our show notes and if you'd want to chat with us individually and see what else we're doing doug where can we find you
1: You can find me on twitter at icky i c-k-y-b-o-o-l-e-y if you like pokemon stuff you can listen to me on another podcast here on the four Eyed radio network called victory road where i get together with friends and talk about pokemon mostly just as stuff happens and if you like books and video games or you can listen to me over on novel gaming which i do with my friends katie and vicky and we just catch up on all the media we've been consuming lately kind of in a book club slash video game
0: club style what about you derek nice. You can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find my podcast, Gimmicks, which looks at the experimental, high-concept, structure-breaking, gimmicky episodes of television with a new show and new guest every single week. And you can find that anywhere you get your podcasts, as well as on Twitter and Instagram at GimmicksPod. You can also check out another podcast from Doug and I, Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where we're watching every Pixar film chronologically. Our episode on Soul is is out this Saturday. I think it's a very, very good episode and a very good conversation with a great guest. So definitely check that episode out when it drops this weekend, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also visit us on our website, wallopingwebsnappers.com. It has a full archive of our episodes of Walloping Web Snappers, of course, but also all of our episodes of Falling with Style in a very easy to access archive. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. And if you could, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on any of those podcast platforms you use. If it lets you give us a rating or review, please do, because that really helps other people find our show. Next week, the Spider Island saga concludes <gasps> in Spider Island, guess what? Part five. Six or five. Oh, wow. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I shouldn't see that coming.
1: See ya. See ya.